On today's episode of the show, we break down all the Best Picture nominees for the upcoming Academy Awards. Well, almost all of them. You'll see. There's one that we didn't watch. And you know what? That's okay. All right, let's start the show. It looks paid for the tickets. Not bad, huh? <laughs> so what do you do? I sell shit. The success of a luxury cruise mainly depends on you. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. It's always yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I command you, enjoy the moment. No, no, no. <laughs> what? You say no to me? Just don't be a dick. I am a dick. <laughs> oh, I give away so much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was looking at the bar where he's like, <laughs> look at me. I'm a dick. Yeah, that's way better. <laughs> look at me. I'm a dick. I'm a dick. <laughs> it's the good, the bad, the watchable. What's up, fellas? I'm Nick Rojas. Join alongside me today in person, Nick Boyle. Join alongside me virtually, Mark DeSisto. How you guys doing? Grand. Good. There we go. So we it's been a while since we recorded, so we're going to do like a little, uh, you know, catch up to uh, the Oscars and the Best Picture nominees in particular. And just a reminder, we're going to be on Dual Redundancy next Monday on their Twitch page. So definitely check that out. It's our annual predictions uh, competition where we where you guys are going to predict who's going to win or, or and some of the Dark Horse picks for... Uh, some certain best picture nominees. We're not going to do that today. We're not going to predict who's who's winning, but we're just going to go through quickly what our, our our thoughts are on the best picture nominees from this year. Uh, but before we do that, just some non spoilery thoughts from Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, guys. Sure, Mark, you want to lead? Yeah, I'll I'll lead. Um, I because I think I'm uh, pretty neutral when it comes to the uh, the latest installments of. Uh, the the Marvel products um, because I was a huge fan of the earlier stuff. Um, this was getting trashed, like in the in the pre reviews, right? It's not that bad. I was entertained. I had a good time. I, mean, I don't think this was anything amazing, but seeing it in IMAX was very enjoyable. We, we had a good time. We laughed. There was. There were interesting parts, I guess, but um, yeah, just to branch off. Yeah, I was going to say like, that's, I think going in, I was even more skeptical than I, like, I didn't have really, you know, trying to, as we always say, try to lower expectations for these, but I don't know. I was just kind of going into this movie just to be like, all right, take it for what it is. Move on. Like, how are we getting into this phase with Kang and everything and what's going on? And you're right. Like everyone was bashing it on those early reviews, but then I started right before the movie came out. A lot of like, f- like the hardcore fans were saying, like, if you're a hardcore fan, you'll appreciate it. And obviously, it's nothing going to be incredible, like Endgame or any of those. But like, it's another installment, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was fun. It right? was uh, like you laugh because Paul, pa- Paul Rudd just rocks. Paul Rudd is just. I mean, without him, you wouldn't have that movie. Well, yeah, but it's also it's, it's Paul Rudd's like style, right? Like, I mean, he's funny. He's like a funny guy, 
mm-hmm. right? It, it, you don't really think like, you know, the funny guy is going to, you know, uh, have the, the weight of the universe on his shoulder. Yeah. And he's going against like, we all know the big bad is Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. And so it's like, you got a, a stand up comedian going up against uh, a world, uh, a world dominator. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it has its flaws, but honestly, not that bad. I agree. Not bad. Again, fun in IMAX just to be in the big screen with it. Um, the after credits, I called it, which was great and very fun and pleasing. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. There are some points that I really like that I want to talk about just because of the comedic fun behind it. But I can't until obviously um, Nick sees Our it. Our listeners see it. And oh. listeners. I don't care about me. You gotta, we, we consider the listeners before me because I... You guys know how I feel. I'm not, this is like one of the, this, uh, there have been definitely ebbs and flows with my MCU fandom. I've seen all the movies. Like there have definitely been times where I just don't feel the urge to go out and see uh, like an, a Marvel movie to certain degrees. Like the original Ant-Man, I never saw in theaters at all. I didn't see it until years later. Mm. Cause I was like, you know, and then between civil war and I don't know. I guess between Civil War, honestly, between Civil War and this, I felt compelled to like, I got to go see this like that first week. I, it's able kind of forever. It took me a week too. I've just really been kind of like slowing down on the whole, like feeling like I need to see the MCU movies. So, but that's just my thoughts from someone who hasn't seen the movie. I'd also take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? It's just like my personal, like, yeah, there's feeling, no rush. The urge. I don't think that there's a rush to go see it either. I think it's like, if you want to wa- wait and wa- watch it at home, you could totally could. I just like I told Mark, I think as a fan, like I personally couldn't wait because I can't get a spoiler ruined before I see it. Like I want to I want to be in it and I, I want to know it before the world knows it, if that makes I sense. I actively was looking for spoilers. Yeah. I'm and that's kidding. fine. I'm kidding. I almost like wanted to like text someone who like knew how to get their hands on some spoilers. Like, hey, come on. Just like hit me with something. So like as soon as you guys like left the movie, I could be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't believe so. So just to like just to get Boyle upset. Like, oh, come on. Uh, all right. Well, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Am I saying that right? Quantum Mania. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, thank you guys. That is uh the start of Marvel Phase Five. Yeah. Can't believe it. Wow. Look at us. Look That's at it. us. Who would have thought? Here we are. Look Not at me. us. Paul Rod reference. I'm still not ever gonna get that long winter's nap from these movies, though. No, you're not. Never. No, never. Um. Odin sleep. <laughs> All right, so the nominees for Best Picture this year. Let's just completely switch gears and get to what yeah. we're talking about, people, right? Uh, first off, I've seen eight of the ten movies. Mark has seen nine? I've seen most. You, seen or eight. you've seen eight. You have. We all haven't seen Women Talking. We, so, none of us have seen Women Talking. That's the only one. And that's I still need to see Tar. I haven't seen Elvis, and I haven't seen Women Talking. I've seen everything but Women Talking, so I'm in the lead. Boyle's in the lead. So the nominees this oh. year are... Women, talk, women talking, like I just said. Women talking. Tar, Elvis, Triangle of Sadness, mm-hmm. Avatar, The Way of Water, All Quiet on the Western Front, Top Gun Maverick, The Banshees of Inisherin, The Fablemans, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now we have um, on here a, a remake, a sequel, almost remake, yep. a sequel in Avatar. Yeah. Uh, a biopic of a real person, a fictional biopic of a real person. Um, yeah. So, a war movie. 
A war movie? A movie where de- women a are movie, talking? A movie dedication to Hollywood and the ri- becoming well, a rising director. Well, that's what I said. The, like, Fablements is a, uh, you know, a fictional, uh, a, 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 fict- a fictionalized version of a real person, kind of. All right, so, so let's go through them. So let's go through them. Um, do you want to go through the list, Boyle, your way? Because my way is actually in order of how I feel about them. So oh, I'm not okay. going to do that. So first one on the list that I have is right off the bat, Top Gun Maverick. So <clears throat> my list is just a Google search that says Academy Award for Best Picture nominees at the top. Uh, so Top Gun Maverick was the first one at the top. <clears throat> like you said, a sequel. Um, and yeah, it was good. I mean, against some of these good. other movies. It was great. Yeah, but it was it, great. It was, it, was, great. it was great, but against all these movies, it's not going to win. Um, all right. So what's the what are what are the barriers of this discussion we're gonna be? I I'm just not I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna give a you just wanna talk about each one. I just one? wanna talk about each one and not say like I think this should win or anything. Okay. Like I'm right. just gonna talk about the Fair. merits. That's probably and a good then idea. at the, the end, I think what I wanna do is share my personal power rankings of how I feel about them and not what I think should win. I I wanted to give like my top three. Gotcha. Which, you know what? Like, Perfect. It'd be Don't like I, I would have like I'd like it if it was these three, no mm. particular order. But if it was any of those three, I would be happy. All right, perfect. I'm glad we established some ground rules here. I like it. Okay. So let's just talk about Top Gun. So Maverick. Top Gun Maverick for me again. I've said it a million times. Awesome experiencing in IMAX. Me and the olds in IMAX Memorial yeah. <laughs> weekend. We had a great time. Uh, I. Uh, it's uh, what hasn't been said. I mean, I gave this one a, 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 a firm four out of five. I enjoyed it. I think when they expanded the field to 10, I think they had movies like this in mind, honestly. And I know it's no longer 10. It's whoever gets the majority of this or that. Or Actually, I have no idea if it's what the rules are. For, but when they expanded the field, movies like this should be nominated in terms of just the blockbuster scope of it all. I think people love this movie. I had a great time. Mark. For the millionth time, your thoughts on Top Gun Maverick? Um, just top to bottom, fantastic. Uh, in the words of Steven Spielberg, this saved the movie industry. It saved theater, it saved everything. Thank you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Help me, baby Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, just watching um, uh, Ricky Bobby telling and I see other day, but thank you, Tom Cruise. Thank you, Tom Cruise. They, they're literally saying that. I mean, like the effort that went into it, it's, yes, it's a blockbuster. I know it's not like, you know, typical like art or whatever, but this is such a wide reaching movie that everybody can really enjoy. You got it. I- yeah. It hits it hits everything, right? Like there's action, there's romance, there's you know, difficult like uh personal decisions involved, life and death situation. I mean, it, it, it hits everything and it does a good job doing it. Yeah. Um, it's a crowd pleaser to to sum up your point. I mean, th- we're gonna talk about some movies that aren't for everybody. I don't know a single soul that saw Top Gun Maverick and wasn't like, Yeah, that was fun. Like, I don't think I heard anybody say anything bad about it. Like I that. did. Like when when you say crowd pleaser though, like that, I, I can see that being like so- cheap almost, where it's like, oh, like this is easy, where it's like if I just do this, like a more surface level thing. I think they actually really cared. They did about like the different details into every aspect of it. Like everything kind of mattered in yeah. that movie. 
So if they didn't care, they wouldn't have put I, IMAX I mean, I just camera lenses in the planes. I was going to say that I also enjoyed this movie and liked it on IMAX. I liked it more than the original, which is an unpopular opinion, but because of the better technology with the shots in the cockpit and even like the whole mission, I liked that we felt like we were super a part of the mission too for most of it. Um, however, again, my only gripe with this movie, and I said it before, and Shadow Cookie Ross agrees with me, it is the, and I know you can have this argument for everything, but it's the same movie as the first one. It's the same logistical order and the same, like the same order of everything that occurred is pretty much you, the same. You're layout. calling it formulaic. For, formulaic. That's a great way of saying it. So um, that's my only gripe about the movie. But besides that, I mean, I loved it. It was very action-packed and a great time. And still, I think I gave it a 9 out of 10 or something. Like, it was still, it was fantastic. Great yeah, movie. You still have a higher now score than me. So this is very quick. But, like, the way we're all talking about this, there are very few sequels that are regarded as better than the original. Mm. Is this one of them? Like, is this going to be talked about in the class of Godfather 2, Terminator 2? I think it definitely has that conversation, yeah. Because because I think people look back on the top, the original Top Gun as just a great piece of like 80s Americana, but not an actual great piece of filmmaking. Whereas this one, people are like, Americana, yes, great piece of female, female. Great piece Woo! of feet. <laughs> Great piece of filmmaking. Sure. Let's stick Ow! with the <laughs> clip it. <laughs> that is never gonna see the light of day. I mean, if you look at the letterbox <laughs> rankings alone, like like Top Gun, the original versus this one, like they don't hand it doesn't hold a candle to new one. The original is a 3.3 on letterbox with the community. I like I'd guess and a 4.4. 4. This one a 4.1. Oh Maverick. Wow. 0.8 difference. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And a lot of it's like recency bias you know what i mean true but, hey man like people love that movie so all right that's one of them Top that's it Maverick. all right moving on to the next, next one, one which i'm gonna br- i'm gonna bring up in a certain order because i want to I, I think they're very comparable and worth it sequels avatar the way of the water let's talk about this movie mm. now i'm going to talk about the good things i do but i have a question for you how could avatar be whatever they said and maybe i have my data and misinformation but like the top grossing or whatever, like what's it's grossing, right? I don't know what it is, but did it surpass Top Gun Maverick or is Top Gun Maverick better? And if it did, my friends, my college buds and I were talking about this the other day. How come there's a huge group of people who have not seen Avatar still, but have seen Top Gun and how did Top Gun not make as much money as Avatar? This is one of the biggest dilemma. And Mark, you've probably heard about this too. Mark, how many, and because, you know, we, are all friends, but we also have our own friends. And I've heard other shows talk about this. When was the last time you had an avatar conversation with anybody? Just like, yeah. Passing? I, well, now, now that I'm really thinking about it, like who, who has seen the movie? My friends were like, besides you, Nick, I don't know anyone else who's seen that. Movie. I saw it in uh, its third week of release I, and it was packed. Yeah. Maybe shout out to my New friends. Jersey boys. They like, they saw it, but that was probably around the release date. So one thing I will say too is it it made a lot of money overseas. So obviously that's not people we're talking to. But when I went to the theater, and I want to know if this is the case for you, when I saw it, I saw it on a Saturday matinee, like four o'clock, mm. loaded with kids and family. I was gonna say family. So, family. And that because that's I really why think this that's makes it. sense. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can think of is because families cannot see Top Gun Maverick. 
they can, but it's less likely. Whereas like, dude, opening weekend of Avatar, I didn't even go. And on Monday, one of the kids came into class and was like, hey, I just saw Avatar this week. And I was like, that's what it's got to be. It has that, to be. That, it has to but be yeah, families. It, it, it became like the seventh gross, highest grossing movie of all time. Like I think a month after release or something like that. Yeah. I'll look it up while you're talking. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what'd you guys think of it? Of I didn't Avatar? see the original. So, uh, you know, I didn't see the original. It does tie into the original. I mean, um, it's just beautifully visually stunning. I mean, that's why this movie is its movie, right? Like going to it's IMAX, James Cameron. It's James Cameron. It's IMAX. Dude, I saw this IMAX 3D and it was just beautiful. Like I sat way back to I don't like when it's IMAX 3D, I don't sit up front. I sit back. Um, just that's so I don't get well. like nauseous and crazy. Oh, yeah. I sat the absolute back row, like where even the handicap seats are. You know, that's there's always, always a couple there. That's where I sat. Perfect seats. Everything was beautiful. That's where, even that's like, where I sat for the original. <laughs> yeah. And even like the little creatures that would kind of come out into like the crowd sort of thing. Like it was just cool. Like the effects were very well done. It was beautifully made. I think that the plot tied direct. Well, it did die directly into the first one, but also two point two. It's made $2.2 billion. But I will say that's wild. I will say it definitely also, you know, immediately you could just see how it was just going to be like the elements and all these things. Like it, it was very predictable. If that makes sense, there were definitely predictable things about it. It's a fine movie. I felt, so. I mean, when I fell asleep to when I woke up the second time <laughs> in the movie uh, <laughs> was, it was like midway through the climax action scene, which I took like 50 minutes and, <laughs> and uh, I woke up and there's a lot of water and fire. And I was like, Oh, this looks really like, he did a really good job. I mean, that crew, makes the sense. Whole ocean crew waves and like, you know, people listen to ocean waves to fall asleep. So maybe yeah, like why. anytime, here's the thing. Action scenes are put me to sleep. Anytime there's a movie with water in it, it puts me to sleep. 100%. My family backed me up on this. So this movie, kind of, I mean, look, I don't know if I like of these movies, like if I'm, if I'm recommending them, this one's going to be towards the bottom just because I don't think this one plays it's towards the bottom. really well. It's three hours and 12 towards minutes long. It, yeah. As Boyle said about Top Gun, this plot story, whatever, is very similar to the first one. It's like, all right, like yes. we're doing this again. And you know what? To me, it was it was too long. It was like we didn't need all of these scenes like drawn out as long as they were. And there was a couple, which I'm not like obviously no spoilers, but they were somewhere really kind of just dragged out the like the uh the emotional investment in it, where you're just like, wow, this is but yeah, I want to look away, but like, I'm not going to look away. <laughs> like, dude, like you're killing me. here. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. And I don't care if it's a spoiler or not. Cause it's right in the beginning. I, and it's the premise of the movie. Like, I don't understand in this movie though, how he just, him and his family just leave the tribe. The whole point of the first movie is to be together, be a tribe and be a unit. And then he's like, peace out. We're going to go save ourselves. <laughs> they, 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 said, it, they, they like, he, Jake Sully in his voiceover is like, I had to leave because I was putting the whole tribe in danger at the end. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it didn't really make sense. Cause it was like, isn't the whole purpose of the avatar to stick together and work together? I no, I didn't see the original, you know? So like, I don't know. That's for actually, I can let you borrow. It's right there. I, I, will, not, I will not be borrowing. That's very nice. I'll look at the box. Okay. I texted, I just texted my Jersey boys. They got back to me. <laughs> We haven't talked about it since. They don't like it. They're like, this movie stinks. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I think it only got nominated because of because it's James Cameron. Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, 
Yeah, it's you hate to say that like the Academy has their favorites, but I mean it's it's well made. It's just like I left the movie and I was like, okay, like that did nothing for my life. Like it, I'm sorry. Let's move along. <laughs> All right, next one. <laughs> next one, boy. The next one is do do do. Let's move over to. I'm gonna jump around. Let's head over That's to good. the Banshees, Evan Sharon. Okay. Irish movie. Mark, do you want to take the lead on this? I'll take the lead. Yeah. I'll take the lead. Um, because I was disappointed. Mm. I like it. Didn't love it. Um, I thought, I, you know what? I went into it really thinking that it was going to be everything that was promised to me. And you know what? It was a bit much. Mm. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm trashing it. But for best picture nominee, not sure about that. I mean, it was it was so ridiculous at times. Where do I think this is a movie that I'm going to appreciate as the years go on? So, like right now, I don't love it, but maybe like five years, ten years from now, then I'll really appreciate the how they progressed the plot, how how they went about everything. Um. Yeah, what just reason? for me right now, it's like yeah. I get why it's nominated, but not a favorite of mine. What raised your expectations of it? It was because I always feel like sometimes I do a bad job of like being like, oh my God, you got to see this movie just because I get very excited in the moment. And then I overhype people. I got excited because I saw it in Bruges and wow. I loved in Bruges. And mm -hmm. it's the same cast, like same people. Same it's like they're, they're back, they're doing it again. And I was like, all right, these people get it. Like, they know what they're doing. And, you know, like, wh whatever it was, like, for me, it was just like. Yeah. I was going it, in, like, here come the laughs. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, this is sad. That was that was the only thing about this movie. It was very sad. And it definitely, like, all right, but even there were sad moments that were funny. Not you know, even like, sad. I'm going to say that it was it was darker than I expect, yes. like very, yeah. very dark. And you're like, all right, like I could see what they were going for, but like not hitting, like this is not dark humor to me. This is just straight up dark. Dark. So I think I like this out of anybody in my life, honestly, because my brother Austin in Bruges is one of his favorite movies of all time. He watches it every Christmas time. Um, my brother Marcus likes in Bruges. <laughs> he watches it every Christmas time. Oh, yes, yes. That is that's a, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a Christmas tradition for Austin Rojas right there. Um, so like, but I definitely saw it first out of everyone in my family, I I think. So I saw it, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but just give people background. Like I saw this one at the Avon, like by myself. So I was like fully like 100% like locked into this movie. And then I guess at a certain point, once I realized like it wasn't really going for the funny, I was like really blown away by like, just for me, the my favorite aspects of this were both actors. I really like them. I really Same. love the costumes, love the sweaters. Yes. I really like the drone shots of the nature and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. shout out to Barry Kogan. He won uh, Kogan. I forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, the BAFTA. BAFTA. He won, he won the BAFTA for the supporting he actor. Was, he was great. I, so, I will say this. So I, I like this movie. I think I, I like this movie more than a lot of people in my life. So like I'm kind of an outlier, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I, this is one of my personal favorites. To me, I teetered watchable good on this. Like I kind of like because I enjoyed it. Well, first of all, it took me three watches to watch this movie. Yeah. First time I fell asleep in the first 15 minutes. Second time I made it halfway and third time I like just watched it. So, um, but 
It wasn't really I, I, because it is kind of a slower movie. It is very dry, walled dark at the same point. Nothing that's really going to keep you up. So starting this movie at 9 p.m., not a great call. Yeah. Um, but again, like you like you guys said, like acting, very good. Humor, dry but fun. Shout out to the donkey um, and not making the donkey sleep outside. Uh, and that was awesome. I honestly, like, there were just part. so many good parts in it, honestly. And that's why, like, for me, I deem it as good. But if somebody else was to ask about it, I would deem it as watchable. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I think I, this is this movie isn't for everyone. Yeah. And I think. I try to um, want to get people to watch good movies. Exactly. And so if if you have to compare, I would, you know, you'd say like, go watch In Bruges before you said, go watch this. I th- I personally would. I like that you threw the S in there at In Bruges. I know. I do that every time. Every time I say I that movie. I don't know why. I know. It's so, yeah. So is that our thoughts on that one? We're going to yeah. move on? Yeah. All we're, right. We're at the 25. It's a good little now. story. And the other good thing about that is it's a good little story. Good little it, story, like not the most like depressing, sad, like, no. dark story. And it just ends, and you're <laughs> it's like, a very okay. intimate story. Yeah, and it ends, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. not like tonight's movie. Let's move into that triangle of sadness. Oh yeah, we just finished we it, Mark. Ju- we just finished it, Mark, which is why we were delayed a little bit. Um, knew nothing about this movie coming in. I didn't see a trailer. The only thing I, I did kn- no research on it. Only thing only I knew th- about it was reading the description before we hit rent on it. Oh, see, I didn't even do that. Oh, the yeah. only thing I knew, I read see, two lines of it. See, two I things. told you guys I was excited about this movie. Well, I, I saw, knew it about said it. comedy on it too, which was funny. So I was it expecting is. something different. It's a it is. It is. No, it is. Yeah, no, no, no it is. Yeah, we laughed a lot. We but. laughed a ton, but I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, from from seeing the still picture before you rent, which they're all just sitting on the front of the boat, it's not what I pictured. Um, I don't know why I would have pictured it to be like a comedy comedy, but I almost pictured it to be like a Will Ferrell comedy or something. I think because I saw Woody. I think because you see Woody Harrelson on the boat with them. And then I'm thinking Great it says character. comedy drama or something. I don't remember what I it said. I remember hearing about this like, movie a few months ago, Mark. And then all of a sudden it pops up again as a Best Picture nominee. And I was like, oh, man. Okay, yeah. And then I feel like you had seen it before it became nominated, Mark. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I did. Mark, since you've so had time I'll, to I'll, think about this movie, you want to give your thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Um, the way that it was like advertised, um, like – how it was like kind of going i was like all right like this is gonna be great Mm. i thought it was gonna be just a lot of self-awareness from like hollywood and and today's like social media and maybe the disconnect from you know a certain class of people to like us like say the viewers and i thought it started out great and everything but i think it just lost steam as the movie went on like I think like the funniest part was probably like right in the middle of the movie. And then after that, I, I kind of struggled to stay like locked in, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the reviews were extremely positive. Like they hammered that home. And I kind of thought this was going to be a movie more about um, like uh, Hollywood or, or that whole scene being very self-aware. And I think at, at some point, like, it just kind of like lost the story. Like they didn't know how to finish it, really. Yeah, this movie's uh, that's, for- that's my that's my issue with it. It was like I had pretty high expectations going in, but I think they didn't know how to end the movie. Yeah. So this movie's um for people who don't know, a I believe this was made by Greek filmmakers. 
I was looking at the last names. I could be wrong. It it's an international movie. It I don't want to give anything away, but it, the the this is a movie that kind of examines class structure and the haves versus the have-nots. The the work Swedish. the working class. It's a Swedish film. Sorry. Working class versus uh, upper echelon uh, people, and it kind of examines that power dynamic. And not to give anything away or anything, but what happens if the power dynamic were to be on its head, and what what makes people want to have power, hold on to power? What would they do to hold on to power? Um, cheating. So, um, so it was a satire on all that. Um, so if you go into this knowing that it's a satire and not like a, uh, we're gonna hit you over the head with uh, like jokes, like actual jokes and stuff like that. Um, you'll so, be in a better place. <laughs> well, no, I think like sometimes people see comedy and just assume like, like, like you said before, Will Ferrell comedy. Dude, I literally thought that this, well, not even him. Let's just even talk like, um, um, I think I knew um what's, Austin, a, what's the movie satire. we went to in high school that we love, um, with Woody and, Zom- uh, uh, Zombieland. Yeah. Uh, like kind of like a Zombieland or Adventureland. Like I kind of thought it was going to be like that. And this is better than that. Oh, totally. But I'm saying like that, that like with the humor and stuff and seeing Woody was in it and all this stuff. So, um, it's funny because even in the like triangle of sadness, the name of it and seeing a boat, dude, I spiraled in my own head of what I thought this was. Like maybe I should at least read the synopsis because like next time I literally, I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to like be stuck in like the Bermuda Triangle and it's going to be a bunch of like humor and jokes about it or something. So then I'm like, it's an Oscar movie though. That doesn't seem like it would fit. I was very pleased with this movie. I actually had a good time watching this, laughing with you, the the different parts in the movie. It was laid out really well. The shots were great. The power dynamic and all that other stuff behind the scenes. The movie was a little laid out too well. Oh, yeah. Like it very much hits you on the head with what its message is true so when yeah. dummies like me can pick up on it kind of way i'm like all right this isn't um super sophisticated but i mean and i feel like did they literally because hear me out not to take away from everyone else sorry for burping into the mic you're good um <laughs> did <laughs> like was woody hired just for the comedic part because besides Woody Harrelson, no, I think sometimes how much more comedy was really in there no, too? You know, like, so was like to, the, the, I, the first and second act was all comedy. Yeah, I think movie when they hire big name actors like that, it helps get the movie financed because you can put Woody Harrelson on the poster. People are like, oh, Woody Harrelson's in this movie, right? Because, because after saying. that, who else? Like, I didn't recognize any, no. anyone else in there. I did. The main Ooh. guy from the start with the Boy, girlfriend. Boyle was like, he was, he was in something. I was like, Boyle I was like, two movies that he wasn't in. Yeah, hold on. I listed 1917 and du- actually I said Dunkirk. Boyle was like, was he in Dunkirk last year? And I was like, 1917 came out in 2019. Guess what he was in, Mark? What? The, the <laughs> King's Man. He was the kid. Oh my, oh, that terrible. Rojas fell asleep in that movie. We no hated worries. the movie. I know. Yeah, it was I like, know. another movie. <laughs> that, that's why we were cracking up. I was like, I knew his yeah. face. <laughs> but yeah, so this movie, like, I think first two thirds of it, really good. The beginning of the third act, I like because you're kind of like, oh, this movie's not so much about us versus them. It's more of mm-hmm. how power kind of can kind of corrupt people. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But again, like I just I lost a lot of steam. It just after lost, that. that. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, once you kind of like, oh, okay, and then it loses. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, you I was like, when, I was up. like, when is this ending? It's gotta <laughs> it's end. like we we gotta we gotta end this. It's and like you know what? It's uh, like they didn't know, they didn't know how what to, to like, do. Navigate how to get to its conclusion. But I really liked the final thirty seconds of the movie. I really enjoyed. 
Which I mean, I think we could kind of transition right into Elvis. Okay. <laughs> this is where I zip out. Yeah. No, so, so I was trying to go, how many are we through right now? Four or five? A couple. So we're at Elvis and I didn't keep track. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yep. We're going into five. So oh, Elvis, Mark, three. you've seen it, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, you want me to lead? You want to lead? I don't care. Well, you lead. I've, I've led on a couple of them. Okay. So um, Elvis, Austin Butler, I think was probably the best portrayal of Elvis I've ever seen. Um, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the different, um, you know, seeing some songs that I wasn't just seeing all of his hits. Um, I enjoyed the acting behind it. The, the transitions in it were fantastic. I really enjoyed this movie. I was looking forward to this movie. I drafted it last year in our beginning of the year draft. And I'm glad I did because I did like it. It got nominated for a best picture. I'll take that to the grave. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No, I haven't seen this it. This is the one he hasn't seen. I was seen. supposed to see it. Right. I, there was like two okay. weekends where so, I was supposed to see it. I didn't. So I'll preface, Boyle well said, uh, I'll preface this to, I enjoy Elvis music mm-hmm. as most people do, right? Yep. Um, my dad uh, thoroughly enjoys his music. Uh, I was Elvis for Halloween. I have a record that was my uh, mother's mother's record from like 19, like 50, like six, right? Wow. I, I was going into this. Yeah. And I was going into this. I was like, all right, like, let, let's see what they do. And I think Austin Butler did a fantastic job. Like he cared. Wow. He really cared about the role, put everything into it to nail like the accent and the, the mannerisms, all that. But I guess my problem with this movie, if, if we got to say our, our good and bad, uh, the bad is this kind of felt like more of a Tom Hanks movie where really? my attention and what I really remember from the movie is more about the piece of trash manager that Elvis had. Sure. Taking yeah, advantage it was definitely of a him. huge part of it. It is. And I think that's also what most people talk about too, where they're like, wow, that guy was awful. And like so much, like, it, like good guy Tom Hanks, who I think is very likable. Uh, mostly everyone was talking about like how that role like sucked pretty much. But he's just playing like a not likable guy. They're not like used to that. And I think like while it's an Elvis movie, it took like, I think more of the focus is just on that character, the Colonel, rather than Elvis. I think that it definitely I would I would agree and disagree with you because I agree they put a very heavy emphasis on Tom Hanks's character um, enough that I think those are the two main focuses of the movie focus on Elvis, how he became to be and the steps along the way and his relationship with his beloved wife, which was always one of the most significant things for him. Right. And the demise of himself going through it. But also how it wasn't just the career and the tour and the drugs that was wearing on him. It was the manager and the chaos of that character. So if you hate to love. Yeah, but to me, what I'm really saying is because of that, it's like, why was he like doing the drugs? Because his manager was pushing him. Yes, no, totally. Roping him into these things. Yeah. And so that and that's 
the thing about the movie, like, was this an Elvis movie or was it the movie more I, about the manager? Understand it. it I mean, definitely a, a topic of debate, but at the end of the day, still a right, great yeah. movie. And the fact that they're right. able to portray those, even like I read this today, Mark literally just came in today. And I, you probably came across it yourself, but if not, here it is. Austin actually for those for the fat scenes at the end, he in order to gain the, weight, the, the donuts and the ice cream. Yeah, dude, that's incredible. <laughs> so in case you didn't hear this, Nick, he I heard about this. Oh, yeah. you did ate the amount. Well, for fans, then <laughs> third time's the charm. Um, the he bought <laughs> would buy a massive amount of donuts to gorge himself, and following something Ryan Gosling did for a past film, he also would microwave hot. Um. I'm never going to say this right. Hagen does ice cream and then would drink it. So that's how he gained all the extra weight. But again, all these movies are better than Bohemian Rhapsody because no lip syncing occurred. Thank you very much. Bohemian I'll Rhapsody retweet. sucks. I'll take I it to the grave. This message. So I, I did like this. I liked the singing. I think, you know, his accent and the he's, you know, he spent his life. He was he was made for this role for sure. And I, I think it was overly successful enjoyable and i'd watch it again in a heartbeat i liked it so um all thank right you, thank you guys thank no you problem much. now let's go on to another biopic but this time for you nick i'll let you start this one off so i can go get an ice cube let's talk about tar oh okay yeah so Lydia tar is it. a fictional no person. touching no touching mark hasn't seen it either so this is just going to be me vamping uh look Tar is a, I, I sound like a complete a-hole when I say things like this. This movie is definitely a character study on a, uh, a fictional character. This woman is a um, conductor of a German orchestra. She's, being in the movie, it's set up that she is very well-renowned, very, very accomplished in her field. Um, but as the movie goes along, you kind of realize that she isn't exactly this buttoned up orchestra, you know, conductor person that's very like on the straight and narrow. She's got a lot of different stuff going on in her personal life. And uh, she's not as put together. And I thought it was very interesting for me. Uh, just give some quick thoughts on this. The first hour of this movie, I liked way more than the second hour of the movie. I really like um, the directing in this movie. I think Kate Blanchett is a fantastic actor. I thought the, um, um, the cinematography in this movie is very good. Um, and I really just enjoy just the, the writing of that, that first hour and just how you slowly get to understand, man, this person isn't exactly who she's, you know, portraying out to the world basically as this you know buttoned up uh person there she's got a lot of flaws and uh yeah. final hour definitely becomes much more of like a um a kind of like a like a, a, a thriller uh in terms of uh psychological I was ask thriller. You this, like as, as someone who hasn't seen it yeah right it's like uh is like what movie comes to mind that's like most adjacent to it or most uh comparable Ooh. That's a great question, Mark. Because uh, I, really I have an idea. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off, but like I have an idea. Is this like uh, Black Swan? Never saw it. Never saw it. I saw Black oh, Swan. My, I would oh, say oh my God. It's not, this movie um, doesn't, not like that. No. This movie doesn't completely take place in her head at all. I don't know. If yeah, Black but Swan like, if we're talking character study, like, you know, someone who is. I guess like the the focus or like trying this to put like on Birdman. a facade. Mark, oh, this Birdman. Oh, but okay. not, but not like that good. But like where he are following the character the whole movie. Not like the, not in the way of like it's shot like Birdman. No, not like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, Birdman was incredible. 
I know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that comparison. No. No. Okay. But, um, so but, but because it's hard for me and Boyle because I, 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 I don't, don't really see a lot of movies like this. I don't yeah. really I don't really have something to compare it to, Mark. All I know is this. It's a um, – and my, my dad was like – he was very bored by it. And I think Same. my grandfather was bored by it too. I was very excited by um, the first – the first half of this movie and the second half of the movie, I was like, ah, okay. Like I would have liked it to go on the trajectory. It was on the first hour. Um, so it, it's a, it's a, it's certainly a dry movie for sure. It's for, uh, I guess film snobs like me to be like, Hmm, yeah. So it was intriguing. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sniffing. Yeah. But to, <laughs> I, I, I completely understand anybody who finds this movie boring or not interesting. hundred percent. Yeah, it's I hope Dane Manella listens to this. Like, is this a Dane Manella movie? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Love that. Your honor. Okay. <laughs> Loud and I would say for this movie, um, okay. I, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't suggest this to anyone. Uh, I did it for the Oscars and that's that. Hey, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I, but, I, but I, I'm going to say. I liked it. Boyle didn't like it, but we both agree on the fact that we understand that this is not for everyone. Yeah. It's not for this everyone. This is me eating my vegetable. Yeah. I don't want to do I it. Like, but I like but vegetables. But I'm doing it. We're, for me, right, this dude. was like a nicely seasoned vegetable. I think for Boyle, it's kind of like a stop it. Is. Yeah, no, it's like you see, I gotta eat this so I can go watch yeah. like you know, it was like a zucchini. Uh, co- cocaine bear on Friday. So it's like, all right, I'll eat my vegetables. Let me go see something I actually want to see. That's how I feel <laughs> about women talking because I don't know anything about it. This is like when you're told you have to do your chores before you can go play with your friends. That's how Correct. it felt. Yeah. We can so, move along. Yeah. But I guess basically yeah. um, I do want to acknowledge that it is a good movie in how it's made. There is an audience for this. It is definitely a well-made movie and I can recognize it is a good movie. It's just not my cup of tea. Was there tea in this movie? I think there was. There was. Yeah. So moving along. <laughs> there was a cup of tea. Uh, there was a cup of tea. Uh, let's go into um, – oh, we'll do a quick little interlude. And that interlude is for the one we all haven't seen, Women Talking. When we were not talking a few minutes ago, aka I was not talking, I found out officially tomorrow Women Talking is going to be able to be streamed digitally, but they don't know where or how yet. Yeah, probably just a rental. So it will be available. Just figured there's that little tidbit because we didn't see it. Okay. Uh, Moving on, let's hop on to, (laughs) as always, there's always a war movie. Let's talk about All Quiet on the Western Front as we all got together and saw that together. We all watched it together and we didn't do a podcast about it. We didn't. But Mark, since we just talked about Tar, you want to start us off? You want me to start this off? Wait, did we talk about this on the podcast? You know what? At the same time that we were leading up, at the same time that we were leading up to this movie, I kind of prepped myself with re-watching Band of Brothers. So I was oh. ready to roll. I was right. like right. ready. So I was ready for a war, wartime movie. And this was so beautifully done. Uh, just really picking up the emotions of how the war was kind of being, I don't want to say marketed or, or portrayed to people that they were drafting or recruiting to become a part of the war because I mean, world war one trench warfare, just absolutely brutal, heart wrenching, just unimaginable conditions for any of us. I mean, this is something that we'll never have to experience. Um, and the way that they could really 
show that to us, not through dialogue, but like physical acting and storyline and and the timeline they were able to uh, cover within the runtime. I thought also just they did a fantastic job. I know why this one is, is nominated and it deserves to be nominated. This this was a this was a damn good movie. Damn good movie. I couldn't agree more, Mark. Really, really appreciated the heck out of this movie. Just the the way it was like this hits like all like the, the parts of my brain that really like movies. Um in terms of uh movies on this level. Um like cinematography, great. I thought the soundtrack was really good, which is kind of controversial because some people don't really like that synth kind of thing that they did, but I thought it 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 set a tone, man. It felt menacing. Um costumes were great, the just the action scenes were great, the sound design was fantastic. Really, and the acting, which for a movie that was not in my native language at all, I will remember the face acting in this movie I thought was superb. So I could not agree with more Mark Moore. Fantastic bit of movie making there. Well. I will say I was I was surprised this was a Netflix movie. I was surprised this movie did not go into the theaters as better as much as it could have. I wanted this movie on IMAX. I really, really liked this movie. You guys touched upon everything that was great about the movie. It was in it was so cap um, captivating throughout. There was never, even though it was a long movie, it honestly didn't feel like it had a dull moment because even the slow moments were so intense. And even like you said, facial acting and stuff was so great that it just, you were sucked in and not, it's, it's hard to say this. I'd watch that again in a heartbeat. And for a long three hour movie, I would, if you went home and I was like, you know what, I'm going to put that on, which I never would because I don't rewatch I left in, but let's say somebody else wanted to watch it. I'd sit and watch it again. Heck yeah, I, I agree with you, Boyle, too. And it, it's because of the physical acting, right? Like, when we think about a lot of movies, uh, like the thing, like uh, the popular thing now uh, to make fun of a bunch of guys our age, too, is like guys can sit around and quote movies all day long, right? Mm -hmm. What you can't quote is physical acting. When they have to show emotion through expression, how they move, their mannerisms, and this movie really picks up on that. Right, like that's not something you quote. Like you can't really pick up on that. So that's why I would rewatch this movie. Absolutely. And even like, and and I and I, I want to end on this because I I hope it makes people want to watch it. Watching the camaraderie at the beginning of that movie and knowing even from just our perspectives what was going to happen, and then thinking about at the end when they're getting sent back out again, the very very end. And he, those other guys are all amped. He's just like, all right, here we go. And it was just normalized. And it was just like, it was like, you go through a roller coaster through that movie. And shout out, as always, to Daniel Braun. Brol. Brol. I think that's how you say his last name. Great, great actor. Doesn't get enough credit for all the stuff he's in. Boyle, Boyle only likes him because he's in the MCU. So Yep. So moving on from the All Quiet on the Western Front. He will return. He will return in another movie. Um, let's head on over to The Fablemans. Mm. You guys saw this before me. I saw this a while ago. Like, yeah, I saw oh, this in Actually, December. like right when it came out. Yeah, I saw it in December at some point after you guys did. Um, hey, look, I had it as my favorite movie of the year. Mm. And uh, I've kind of changed, like, changed my mind since, I, since that moment, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not to tip my hand, but again, this movie really hit for me on on more levels than All Quiet on the Western Front in terms of I really like the um the writing in this one more than All Quiet on the Rest Western Front. This movie definitely could have used a little bit more of editing in terms of tight tightening it up a little bit. It was a little long. That'll be the only negative I say about this though, but just really love how this follows Sammy Fableman, aka Steven Spielberg, and just why someone like him would be so invested in wanting to make movies a, as a way, as a means to cope with the toughness of his life. And um, I really thought it was done well made. I mean, look, breaking news, Steven Spielberg, great at directing. So I was a big, <laughs> big fan of Fableman's. I really enjoyed this movie. Like the, if you uh, like directing, movies, you're going to love this uh, movie. Of the movies on this list, Sorry. this movie I have probably towards the tops in terms of recommendations to like anybody kind of thing. Mm. I might have... Um, very little above it, um, but yeah. So Fableman's big fan. I mean, Roas, I mean, you're this is a movie lovers movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like hey, just without doubt, I, but I also think it reaches out to uh, like the human it, in people is like yeah, like the humanity when you want to like feel compassion for other people, but the way that they could uh, get that to be portrayed on screen through a screen, like through a camera where it's like, cause the emotion is not just what we're looking at. It's like how you could pick it up while he's filming this stuff. Like his hobby is film, filming everything. And I, I think that's what makes this movie great. Like I, I love this movie. And I think that anybody that hasn't like uh, an interest or, or, or someone who has like a, a deep love for going to the movies and having the experience for that is going to absolutely love it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I just think it's, I think it's fantastic. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it is, it, it's beautiful. I mean, like we even talked to one of my, when I think of that movie, I think of one specific th- scene when he's even living something in his real life but sitting on the stairs and picturing himself filming it. And he's not doing it, but he's watching himself through the mirror. You can see him and he's like up in their faces recording it and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, man, that's deep. That's deep. That's some good stuff right there. And um, everything about it, even to like the very end and, you know, you know, seeing inspiration, you know, um, try not to give too much away, but if people want to appreciate film and understand film, this needs recognition. I mean, for sure. I'm glad it was nominated. Yeah. It was a good movie. Um, Mark. Yeah, you definitely, that oh, was yeah, a good way left? of putting it. No, we've got one. The last one. Oh, last one, which is everything everywhere. All at once. There we go. You want to leave us off? Well, yeah. I mean, not much to say besides, it's funny. I haven't seen it in so long that I was just saying to Nick earlier before we started Triangle of Sadness that I really liked, um, you know, I, I really liked this movie when I saw it, but I can't remember much about it, which is awesome because I'm actually rewatching it this weekend. So I'm super pumped about that because I'll feel like I'm rewatching and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it again. And it just, you know, this was my number one movie from last year, I think, right? Or number two. I don't remember, actually. Now I need to go back. I believe. But I, I think it was my number one. Um, It's just such a good movie. It's so different. It's the multiverse and 
all that stuff that you've ever wanted to kind of see and witness and how things can connect and um, kind of like Cloud Atlas in a way in that aspect. Oh, oh please. But I'm, well, I guess wishes. not like Cloud Atlas because that was like more living after and after. This is more multiverse. But my point being is that, yeah, they're not comparable, but I don't know. Anyways, my point <laughs> being is that it was a good movie and I had a good time with it. And out of all the movies, I am going to suggest this one to anyone anytime. Yeah. All at once. All at once. <laughs> I I think in years, like 20 years, I'm going to regret that I had this at the end of the year as my third favorite movie of the year. Um, because I love this movie. I saw it back-to-back weeks in theaters. Like, went the first time with someone, and then I went back the next week by myself because I was just like, I got to see this movie again. Like, I, I, like, I want to experience this on a big screen. My only regret is that I didn't see it on a bigger screen. Like, it was at the Showcase Warwick, one of the side theaters, so it wasn't as big. I wish I could have seen this on the biggest screen possible, but I love this movie because it literally has everything in it that you would kind of want from a fun movie. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It's got action. You're like, romance. Like, it does it, it all. It, it peels... It just appeals to the human in all of us. It really does. And I thought it was really? beautiful. You know? what, I'll, what I'll say about this, the uh, the multiverse thing is a very now product, right? Like you, there's multiple uh, different avenues of, of content that we see that have entertained the multiverse. It's gotten very popular recently. Like uh, Rick and Morty, uh, The Avengers, and I, and I mean this uh, with everything that I'm saying, but like this was the best multiverse thing that it, I, out of anything. Yeah, I think it was the most well done. It was relatable. It was the most relatable, right? Like Rick and Morty will make you laugh. The Avengers, it's like you just want to get entertained. You want to see like ridiculous things happen. You want to be visually pleased. Like, that's great. This movie, while it's still a multiverse movie, was incredibly relatable. And that's what's the best thing about it. Yeah, 100%. So, Mark, my top three picks for best picture would be this, Fableman's, and uh, Banshee's Vinishirin. Without having seen Elvis and Women Talking, I can't imagine that'll surpass those three, but those are my three. In any order, I'd be... I'd be probably happier with the first. Hey, two we're just saying top three. We're we're not we're not picking anything yet. Yep. So what were your three? I'd say the three that if they were to win, I'd be happy with. Were, yeah. and I'm not saying that these should win or will win. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once. Fableman's Banshees of Inisherin. Those are like my three. Like I'd be happy with those three winning. Okay. If Avatar wins, it dude, won't. It, it won't. won't. It won't. Oh, won't. I'm gonna riot. It won't win. I think there would be. But if it did? But if it did? Forget it, folks. Oh, and let's just say if you've seen Elvis, and if you, well, you've probably already seen it anyways because you watch SNL too, but, and you haven't seen Austin Butler's SNL, after you watch Elvis, or even if you haven't watched Elvis, you got to watch the SNL skit he did about going to an Elvis like show. And they're, it's like him, they're all dressed as wimp. Like, just go see it. I don't want to spoil it, but it was funny it was really funny okay it's like how women react when elvis comes out and it oh. was just like he portrays one of the women that like goes crazy because elvis comes on stage and elvis is played by sarah oh, that's <laughs> it's funny. so good dude it's that's so funny. funny have you seen that no i haven't oh my god dude you're gonna love it um my three would be 
Um, I would probably say everything, every everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Fablemans and All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm really kind of pushing for that one. Actually, I think that that was a little surprise one because I'd say number yeah. f- number four for me in that if we had a top four, I'd, I'd include Banshees, but no, I something about that movie. Oh, no, I something about that. that movie. Mark, you said you were the same as mine. No. Oh, um, okay. I, was I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I hope I didn't lose my train of thought because I was looking at the list just to make sure. But I am uh, Fableman. Um, I am everything, everywhere, all at once. And Top Gun Maverick. Well, that's okay. my top three. Wouldn't that be fun if that one, huh? That, you know what? It would completely change the landscape and the dynamic of the award. It, would, it really would. Yeah. I, right, like it, 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 I'm reminiscent of uh, The Dark Knight with this, where it's like, this movie is so good. And I get that the topic isn't like typical award movie winner, but that is the best movie that came out that year. Every now and then the Academy will surprise people. Like, I guess it was seen from a mile away that Return of the King was going to win, but that was them rewarding. Like, not only were you a big blockbuster, but you're also the best movie this year. And that was like kind of like the crowning achievement for uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and um, the guy, Peter Jackson, who who directed it. I'd actually be upset if Top Gun wins. I'm not going to lie. He'd be upset? I would. I would be. I'd be. I'd be okay happy, with Tar winning over my happiness, it. but was, it makes sense. Like Mark, you'd was be saying. happy with Tar winning over Top Gun, dude. Tom Cruise saved the movie industry. This is. This is why I wish that there was my a top blockbuster and a top best no, picture. No, because your award for being top blockbuster is making money. Sorry, we don't have to just give you awards. Sorry, it's fair. I'm not disagreeing. Endgame should have won then. No, Parasite was better. Parasite. So everything, every, but that goes against what you're saying. Then everything, everywhere, all at once is better than Top Gun Maverick. So then, see, I, I have them on like the same level. Be, they checked all the boxes. The stories were good. Upset. The acting was good. But I thought it was a repeat. So you're giving an award to a repeat. You, no, you you were anti repeat. You were holding what? that against it. That's what I'm saying. So if Top Gun Maverick wins, I'd be you're like, giving cool. it to I don't know. I would. I, like, honestly, wow. I wouldn't like that. That's pretty cool. I was like, Mm-mm. well, because if you think about it too, like the movie that you would probably show your kids when they're like six. Like think about it. I probably saw Indiana Jones and you know what I mean Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was like seven. You know what I mean? Like, and then you're like, wow, this movie's like one of the best of all time. Top Gun Maverick. You could probably show a seven year old like 20 years from now and be like, hey, this was like one of the best movies that year, and they'll. Kids in 20 years from now will probably appreciate this movie more than any of these movies on this list. Maybe Avatar. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, my my dad and his friends used to quote The Godfather at me when I was like six, seven, eight years old. Like, uh, I, I remember, remember, like, you're, you're playing in your friend's yard. And then, like, your friend's mom comes out and says, hey, come in. Like, your dad's on the phone. And, like, you run in. Grab the phone. My dad would say, uh, you have to answer for Santino. <laughs> right? That means my day was over. I had to go home. Right? Like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it. That's just like what I wanted to say to like a seven-year-old. Yeah. I'm like seven. I'm like, all right. Like, but I knew what it meant, but I never seen the movie. Like, right. Well, for me, so my this parents, is one of those. My parents would say, hello, McFly, to me, like probably for five years mm. before I ever saw Back to the Future. 
And I was like, who's this McFly <laughs> they're talking about? And then finally see the movie, you're like, okay. I was doing the Leo meme before the Leo meme. All right. So we gave our top three. We know which ones Boyle and me are and Mark are going to be most upset about. Um, if Avatar w- wins, I riot. Uh, but yeah, check us out on Do Over Done and see. I will literally be like a Philadelphia fan if Star wins. Like I will <laughs> scale light poles. I will like burn cars. Um, <laughs> it's like society. If if uh, Top Gun Maverick wins, is like the futuristic society. <laughs> and uh, yeah. future of Tar wins, it would just be like just <laughs> Philadelphia after. Yeah, you, you know, like, you with it like uh, yeah. remember the uh, the viral meme where it was like the Eagles fan like screaming like the Vikings fan. Go it was like an birds. old lady. He's like, "Go birds!" But I'm gonna be like Top Gun, Top Gun. It's just a remake. It's just a remake. Like Top Gun. We could remake that. That'd be great. That reference is for a very specific audience, but yeah. people who understand what we're saying will appreciate They are going to be like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it, Mark. Rojas, to promote, for, to promote the bond, tag that clip. Yeah. And say, this will make sense. Put like the little Top word gun. over it, like yeah, Maverick, and then like. Yeah, no, the Eagles fan is like Top Gun. It's like, the fan is It's a remake. It's a remake. <laughs> Go, Birds. The Birds. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to us talk about the Best Picture nominees. Um, the Oscars are in a few weeks, so check it out. The Batman should have gotten nominated. True. I rewatched it. I ten would, out of ten. I would have. No, Nicholas Cage should have gotten nominated. <laughs> Let's go over what should have gotten yeah. nominated. <laughs> Our number two. Oh, what'd you say, Mark? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, Nick Cage should have been nominated for the Nick Cage Award for cagiest moment. I mean, the, the Oscars should be renamed, like, The Cage. <laughs> That's it. It's just the same Oscar statue, but just Nick Cage's face on it. And it is confirmed. I did ask the other day. I was named after him. Let's go. Love it. Nicholas <laughs> yes. Nicholas yes. That's high praise. That's high praise. I did, what did we do? We did that earlier, too. Oh, because Austin liked the movie. Oh, Austin. Uh, his, like Triangle yeah, Sadness. He liked Triangle <laughs> Sadness. And I was like. That's high praise. Don't boil that yeah. movie. How am I not in that movie? How am I not in that movie? All right, everybody, let's wrap All it up. Right. Unlike Triangle of Sadness, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. All right. All right. So for Mark Sisto, Nick Boyle, I'm Nick Rojas saying so long, everybody. And see you at the Oscars. See you at the Oscars. Oscars.